0: Welcome to Bonded Voices. This episode, we've come up with the topic, have you been a good friend? And as we came up with this, a couple of thoughts came through the head. You might think you've been a good friend, but that other person, hmm, maybe not so much. I think we all strive to be good friends. One of the reasons you're listening to the podcast. There's an interest in connecting with other people and I think we all want to have that connection. I'm Greg. I'm Ian. This is Lauren. So the concept, you know, as a as a young child, very early in the schoolyard, is oh, who are your friends? Did you make friends today at school? Did you it's it's very centric on building friends, the typical schoolyard experience. Even even preschool, whatever it might be, friend groups, play dates all of that, but how do you measure whether or not you've been a good friend?
1: You know, one thing I love about this topic is it transcends politics as well. Because like we're in a very political environment and the idea of especially doing some self-reflection on your own life to understand have you've been a really good friend or have you've been a good friend is, is great. I think it's a great exercise to do but to also quantify what it means to be a good friend.
2: Yeah, definitely. You want to make sure that It's not the quantity. I mean, while everyone wants to think they have a lot of friends, but you want to be the quality friend to your your inner circle of friends.
1: Yeah. And and maybe as a qualifier here before we dig in. um, Friends, family, acquaintances, neighbors, you know, there's all those different concentric circles. And we've talked about this a little bit before, but Know, maybe we should first qualify what do you consider a friend is it a non enemy or is it something deeper? so maybe a definition
0: that's that's a that's a pretty huge amount if you think non enemy that means everybody you
1: meet on the street
0: right that's what falls I'm saying. into that yeah, yeah. category and,
1: and that's why I, I don't like to just throw out um, you know a term like a friend unless it's quantified or, this same, mean, in the same way you th- like people say hey he's my brother like, really? How do you qualify that? You know?
2: Well, for friends, I you know, would it be someone that you could have a conversation with? I mean, you could have conversations with strangers, though, too. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I'll... What about
1: an acquaintance? Where does that get in this mix? You see, that's a non-enemy to me. An, an acquaintance is a non-enemy. Oh, actually, no. It's, it's, that even could be an en- an enemy. And when I say an enemy, not someone who's going to do you harm, but maybe it's also someone who does you know them, but you, you don't have that relationship with them. They're just your
0: sure. acquaintance. So I think a friend is someone, we've, we've joked around about this before, The what level of friend are they the kind of person in the middle of the night would grab a shovel and say, yeah, where do I need to go? I don't think we're going that far in the friend categorization. But to me, it's someone that you have at least some common beliefs some
1: similarities
0: and you enjoy
1: spending time with them so are you would you say friends different than good friends and best friends or are they all same bucketed i think they're different yeah i do too
2: i think there's different levels of trust you give to each one so yep. it's a, a level of trust that you it's give.
0: like a you. wedding cake
1: no, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think we're on the same page with that, right? So we've established what it is. So, you know, okay, then that's quantified. Like, what is being a good friend?
2: Well, for me, it'd be definitely a, if, you know, a friend in need, you're there for them. Yeah. Whether it's talking or grabbing the shovel, it's. <laughs> You know it's you have to be there for the person otherwise really it's you're not really being a friend for them and it based on the trust level you have different you
1: know not everyone do you grab the shovel for sure but so, so would you say it's putting yourself out is, is the way to quantify being a good friend that you're willing it isn't just when it's convenient
2: so it's uh, putting yourself out of your comfort zone right yeah I would say that yeah Because if it's easy for you and it's whatever, is that really a friend or is it just, you know, an acquaintance at that point, if you're not willing to have a little bit of discomfort? So
0: we touched on this in an earlier podcast about as you go through life, your friend group changes. There are people that you grow close with and others that you might grow more distant and I think that's probably part of a dynamic as well. When we ask the question of, have you been a good friend? I think it's different if you, if you consider people that maybe you've drifted away from. I think that is where we could take a moment to pause and think, was it something that I did? Was I not a good friend? And that's what drove that wedge and made the other person decide, you know what? I'm done. That's the last time that I reach out to them and they don't reach back out to me or it's okay,
1: what do you uh, got? Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I was just going to throw in because that you really triggered something. Because in, within the last two weeks I have had one friend and I consider him a good friend actually who I haven't spoken to who since 2021. He only lives 10 miles away. And another one who lives maybe 14 miles away who texted me tonight um, at church. And I'm like, the, I haven't spoken to him in a long while. There's nothing negative between us. It's just convenience. Mm-hmm. Sure. But great friends. And I've got those people, some people like that, who live in England and Australia and New Zealand who I'd still consider good friends. I haven't spoken to them in years. Mm-hmm. Now, is that maybe I'm not a good friend, right?
2: <laughs> well, wheel the couch out again. Yeah,
1: right. Or, or is it just a case of like, that's just the way life is? I think it's the way life is.
0: I do too. Yeah. When we when we look at our some of the commonalities that brought us together were geographical location, yeah. ages of kids, and kids' interests all aligned. Not a hundred percent on
1: everything, but that
0: connected the three of us around this coffee table. there has
1: gotta be some connective tissue to to become friends in the first place. Sure. You know, because I think a lot of people lose themselves in my work friends. Mm-hmm. And it's quite interesting how when you leave a job or exit the job in any way, that, that there's almost this fading off moment from people who you talk to every day to now they don't call.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so,
1: then it seems weird to actually call them.
2: Absolutely. Well, yeah, your, your connective tissue there is your work, and, your then, work. and then... Yeah. You have no shared experience anymore, and go separate ways. Which
0: that that brings to mind, uh, what to do when you're laid off. That previous cod yeah. podcast that we did, and that's probably something to keep in mind about that, because obviously this economic cycle that we're all experiencing. Keep that in mind if if uh, maybe it's maybe it's a chance for. To, an opportunity to reach out to someone that you used to be close with at work, good work friend, they might want to
1: call. You know, I'd actually say, and I can't remember fully whether we covered it in that episode, but I would give advice that you should stay in touch with those people, especially the ones that you considered friends. Mm -hmm. Because I had people, like some people don't talk other than work and they consider them work friends, but all they do is talk about work stuff. Right. Right. I had a lot of people uh, in ex-jobs where I talked to them a lot of things about life, family, all that sort of stuff.
2: I have a few friends like that. And, you know, I met one of my good friends. We met at work and we've been friends for 20 years now. But uh, it's funny because, like you said, most of your work friends are you talk work related issues or you the shared, oh, the boss sucks today type of conversation. Bye. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, once you leave a job, you don't really talk to those people. I have maybe one or two that I've worked with that I still talk to. So that, that friend that you mentioned 20 years ago,
0: are both of you still in the same profession?
1: Yes. Hmm, interesting. You know, when I think about work and I, I think about how you know it's so scorned to the idea of forming relationships at work sexual relationships right um, but I think that also filters over into it's a little bit looked down upon to talk too much about other things other than work in case it gets awkward sure so and, and maybe there's too many people who don't do that which is a huge missed opportunity because if you think of the amount of Time you spend per week working, mm-hmm. and if you only have work conversations with those people, because I think what people miss is work is life, <clears throat> the things you do at work create better, are supposed to be creating better lives for people, right? I think that's where the idea of value and benefits come from, right? No one says. You know, let's instead of let's draw up a benefit statement. Hey, let's draw up a a list of the negatives that (laughs) come out of this product (laughs) launch. You know, live to work or work to live. Two different mindsets. Right. You know, but I think if like I've made it as a conscious effort to have very much non-work related conversations and they, someone could call them water cooler things, but they're much deeper than did you see the latest football game or basketball game or something like that. It's a lot more caring, like how's your family? Oh, you got a sick kid, um, that sort of stuff.
0: Do you think, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but do you think
1: that as
0: more organizations are requiring people to return to work, that opens up more opportunity for the water cooler conversation and the hey, it's a smoke break, let's both go out right. and smoke at the same time. Uh, to allow more of those discussions where there might be an opportunity to build more outside of work.
2: But non- it may be a really good thing. Discussion. So work okay. I know big corporations and the one I work for is really pushing, oh, you'll have you know, water cooler talks, whatever. But they don't put it in terms of oh you'll make a good friend. You're like well, this is how you can help the company because you you may be working on something similar, yeah, and you can have synergy that way. Not as sure. yeah whatever. But I was what I was thinking though when you were talking about water cooler and why people usually don't have deep conversations with each other is because we're always competing. Even though you're at the the same company, you're competing for the next promotion against. Your right. or- Do you
1: think it's as well that with the fickle nature of work with people it, coming and going from companies that people don't want to form bonds and create friends in air quotes that um, they may get separated from very soon and so they feel vulnerable so they don't make that connection because they're scared of losing that connection.
2: Or maybe they just don't know how to make friends. I think there's a lot of that.
1: I think, that I think well, if you look at how many lonely people there are out there, I think that plays into that in a big way.
0: The thought that came to mind would be a family that relocates often. So someone as a child might be in a school for half a year, a whole year, two years, six months whatever it might be six months the same as half a half year by the way um but that idea well, we're talking to of, me six
2: weeks yeah.
0: <laughs> sure <laughs> or, or you know two quarters of a year so the idea of not wanting to commit to build that relationship it would be interesting to go down that path not on this particular podcast but on whether or not there are different abilities for someone to trust building that relationship knowing that hey I'm I'm not going to be here very long I'm yeah. going to be
1: moving along pretty quick
0: and maybe it's a move on their own part maybe they oh it's a
1: self-preservation that. piece I think that sure that they don't want to feel that pain of you know because I've seen it at airports I remember I've done a lot of traveling where I'm like bye like, and, and and there's people bawling and everything I'm like It's just change you know but for some people change is huge Mm -hmm. especially friends are that so thinking of this around friends okay we've we've discussed a lot on that now there's a lot of sites out there to help people find friends and create friend groups and things like that um let's go down that path with if you are someone who's out there and you want to build friends Where do you start?
2: That's a, that's a good one. Like you, well, you have to have something in common with someone. So what are your hobbies?
1: Right. So it could be hiking, could be church. It could be, um, not that church is a hobby, but, um, you know, woodworking could be just coffee group or any, anything like that.
0: Mm. -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking that that the, the folks that are joining us today for a cup of coffee around the table, our target group is not kids that are still in school. And so not. the opportunities to build those relationships are more, you have to make a conscious effort. And I think there's some amazing, depending upon where you live, there's an amazing amount of, uh, we're all here in Arizona and there's all kinds of hiking groups and and different organized adult groups to help people connect for this exact purpose of building friendships. I think it goes back to an earlier, what's the significance of saying hello? Because if you walk through life with blinders on and you go to the grocery store and you go down the aisle and you don't say hello to anybody and you're standing behind somebody in line at the grocery store, you need to put yourself out there. You need to say hello to people. Yeah, go get definitely. started. Yeah,
2: definitely. It's funny, is like um, when I go, I go hiking all the time, and how many pe- I say hi to people as I'm hiking all the time as I meet them on the trail. And it, it's amazing how many people just put their head down and don't don't, don't make yeah. eye contact. It's, mm-hmm. the, you know, you're, I mean, the trail's not that wide. Well, you line.
0: look like Sasquatch, so I'm not surprised. Yeah,
2: that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, but you mentioned kids, right? Uh, and I wonder with our our boys and daughters, is how many of them think they've got more friends than they have? And we should probably get onto in a minute the whole idea of Facebook friends, right? But um, how, at school, how many real friends do they have compared with how many people that they call friends as in they're not currently enemies?
0: I, I think that's been a very, at least for my... Children, It's been a very telling experience because they've all gone through that of, you know, I thought this is my perception. This is reality. And they're very different.
2: Right. I thought were they in different the in the fact that they thought they were friends or that they thought they were being better friends to them?
0: Uh, I, I think the volume of people they thought they could rely on as friends was larger than what they realized.
1: It was larger. They thought... Oh, they thought it was larger, so it was actually sm- Correct and smaller. Yeah. Right. Which is that's probably right. Yeah. You know? Because it's
2: everyone wants to be friendly and people mistake mm. being friendly with being, friends.
1: with being friends. But there's
0: also been situations that will arise where uh, there are people that are more friendly or more uh, stand up for another one, stand up for someone else that have surprised the kids as well. Like, oh, I didn't realize I, I had a better relationship with that individual than I thought.
1: And so there's been both sides of that pendulum. <clears throat> see, I look at my my boys and I think to myself, are they making better friends with school friends or friends through their church groups or friends through their sports activities? And I sort of like quietly just monitor it just to see I'm just of interest, like where those friends come from, because again, show me the man. I'll he I mean, show me the friends, and I'll show you the man. Mm-hmm. It's looking forward to like what sort of people are they going to be, based on who their friends end up being.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's something I, I really enjoy watching because, I, I, yeah, because you, you you want them to live a great life, and having good friends is. I think part of living that great life.
2: Yeah, well, when we're not around, they're gonna rely on their friends for advice, so. Yeah. And they probably rely on their (laughs)
1: friends more for advice than they do us, so. See, it's interesting because I think there's situations where especially passionate relationships within marriage um, is a lot more dangerous than a friendship unless a friend's going to screw you over big time that will last sometimes a lot longer than a lot of marriages well mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know so having having that to fall back on it, especially if you have a tumultuous marital relationships super important
0: do you guys going back to that the the friend group bigger than reality have you guys got have you had that experience i know i've had that experience where i've thought Oh, man, I've got
1: like 973 friends. Yeah, No, that's
2: what Facebook says. Yeah, exactly.
1: Now, for me, I've always been very, and this this isn't bragging, I've always been very sort of conscious of, again, back to one of our early episodes, who's a good friend, great friend, or an acquaintance. So Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Because I can get to your point. If you think you've got way more than you do, and you invite them all and no one turns up, kind of crushing
2: sure I think I I would say I was shocked thinking I would thought I had more friends at at different points in my life I thought I had more friends that I did and when it push came to shove there was instances you're like oh okay that's interesting Uh, then I thought we were better friends than that
1: but you know I don't think a lot of men especially within their middle age or older commit suicide who have a lot of good friends
2: Least friends they can talk to.
0: Well, it, I uh, yeah, I think that's based on how comfortable they are uh, expressing their uh, that to that friend group, the connection that they have. Right. There's a lot of ego that goes into. No, I can't show that I'm struggling. I can't show that I'm having a hard time because it's it's all pounding my chest, ego driven. Right. So is
2: that because the so I'm. Um, think about because we've all had friends that have committed suicide and is it because we have we we thought we were there for them if they needed to talk but we didn't let them know that we were there absolutely so Uh, we need to be better about communicating you are a friend of mine
1: right yeah no you you need to be verbalized for sure Mm -hmm. like i remember the first guy who i knew committed suicide middle age was in new zealand um he used to go out hiking on his own um Very sort of analytical sort of guy. And then he locked himself in the garage one day and turned his car on. It was an old enough car to do the job. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of weird. Everyone was totally out of the blue. But when you look back at it, you're like, he was very much alone. I didn't seem to have a lot of friends around. Had acquaintances. People he was pleasantries with. Mm -hmm. But no one he would go deep with. And see, I think that's one of the tests of, of True Friends as well, is can you confide in them? Can you go deep with them? It's a trust level. Yeah, level right, like trust. you said. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned it, And that's what it is, for sure. So takeaways. If it, I think if someone's looking to expand that friend group, what's our advice for them?
2: Well, pick your hobby and look for a group of people that are doing that, whether it's, for me, it's hiking there's you know there's at least here you have hiking you have dodgeball softball any type of
1: you know yeah now i like away. the hobby thing because i think that's a secondary connector with chemistry as well
2: mm-hmm. it allows you to be in the same area without yeah. being awkward.
1: Like yeah, it's so awkward
2: i've i've
0: learned that there are now pick, <clears throat> pardon me pickleball is this it's growing yes. crazy fast yeah leagues And it's not specific to age. So it's the teenagers are enjoying it, the twenties, the middle-agers, the elderly. So to your point, Lauren, I I would agree. It's finding that hobby and realize that, um, other people are also out there looking for friends and so extending the hand, so to speak, or fostering that conversation might help someone else get to the level of finding your friend group as
1: well. It's interesting you said pickleball because like tennis, you get ranked by how good you are at it, like 3.5, 4.0, 4.5, that sort of thing. Um, And you get to play with younger people, older people. You don't generally relate to people with a massive difference in age group. So it would be nice to find things where you you don't want to be a... 40-year-old who turns up at a 70-year-old bridge tournament. Sure. So you may find the wrong, not the wrong friends, but people... You don't have the same connections. You don't because you're you, generations apart, right? Yeah. So, for me, like, advice would be that, that the sites like Meetup that do some amazing groups and some amazing people, and God bless them, lead those groups in connecting people, bringing people together for coffee, bringing them together for activities. Um, and we've seen a few that have been featured. Um, and there's even someone we're going to do an interview with um, in a future episode who actually has an organization that actually brings together older people. Four friends groups. Um, And and that's really important at all ages, you know, to actually find friends. It it isn't ever too late to find friends.
2: And maybe explore different hobbies, too. You mean, you know, if you're not finding anybody in your current hobby, go out there, pick a new one and try it. At least try it.
1: Not skydiving, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's a solo thing. Yeah. Well, (laughs) What
0: are you talking about? It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. The original topic was, have you been a good friend? And so we've talked about building friends and finding those friend groups, but I think we probably want to wrap this up on a topic of, so you make a new friend, how do you figure out how to be a good friend to them? It's
1: just an open conversation. It starts there. And as I say, it's that commitment, it's the trust, it's, and that doesn't come quickly. It's something that's built, but Mm -hmm. I think that's how you can quantify whether you've been a good friend or not. Yeah. I think we've covered this. So till next time, thanks for listening to us on Bonded Voices. I'm Ian. This is Greg. <laughs> and this is Lauren. And we'll see you next time on Bonded Voices.